Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is Revelation Church Warnings. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today hungry for what you have for us this very day. Never let us be content just with yesterday's manna, but Father, always hungering for what you have for us today, for more of you, Father, for deeper revelation. We're so thankful you're a good God. Your mercies are new every day. Thank you for bathing us in your precious blood, Father. And we're anxious to find out what you have for us today, Father, in your word. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Well, folks, the last two days, we talked about the millions upon millions of people that follow an imposter God or a false God, or some even follow a refurbished Jesus, which is really not Jesus at all. They like this twisted, updated, or modernized Jesus to make it easy on the flesh. Sadly, many mainline denominational churches seem to be in this category today. We are all warned in the book of Revelation about things to stay away from in these end times that will endanger our salvation. We're going to talk about God's warnings to the church today so we can all be aware of what to avoid and not to be deceived by the followers of a worldly false Jesus, but only follow the true Jesus. Sadly, many that follow a false Jesus or a modern Jesus are seeker-friendly. Let's not talk about sin, end-time churches. They can be very large churches, as the flesh loves to hear that living in sin is okay with God. Let's start today in Revelation chapter 1, verses 17 through 19. We're going to read out the New King James Bible today. 17, and when I, talking about John here, saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he, Jesus, laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. 18. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and death. 19. Write the things which you have seen, and the things which are, and the things which will take place after this. Folks, the first warning from Jesus here is, do not be afraid. If we are living on fire for Jesus, we should not be afraid. Warning number two, Jesus has the keys of Hades and of death. Only Jesus overcame death, hell, and the grave. No one no one is going to heaven through any other God, only through Jesus. Most will ignore this warning, including what appears to be a large percentage of the U.S. population. Revelation chapter 2, for the loveless church, verse 1, to the angel or messenger or pastor of the church of Ephesus, write, verse 4, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. 5. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. My friends, one of the seven churches that God spoke about in the book of Revelation was the loveless church. They left their first love, the passion for Jesus, and what he did at the cross of Calvary. Remember how lost we were before Jesus. The passion we had for the lost at the start. 
The hunger for Jesus. Hunger for Jesus means hunger for time with Jesus, including church and Bible time and seeking God's face and His will for our life. Verse 12, And to the messenger or pastor of the church in Pergamos, this is the compromising church, or also referred to the state church. 13, I know your works and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is, and you hold fast to my name and did not deny my faith even in the days in which Antipas was my faithful martyr who was killed among you where Satan dwells. Folks, when God talks about Satan in your church, that is a really bad sign. 14, but I have a few things against you because you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam and who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit sexual immorality. My friends, this is where many churches in the world seem to be today. They've put the world's views, which are really Satan's views, ahead of God's views, which are non-negotiable. And isn't it interesting that sexual immorality was number one on the list from God? Sex outside of marriage, marriage outside of a man and a woman, which is the only that God allows, all sorts of sexual perversion, now endorsed and supported by many churches. Also, the world's fix, or really Satan's fix, for sexual immorality, and that is abortion. And God hates the hands that shed innocent blood, otherwise known as choice to a perverted world run by Satan. 15. Thus you also have those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which things I hate. Folks, part of this is unscriptural church governments. 16. Repent or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. My friends, the solution is the same for all sin. Repent or God's judgment will be coming. Verse 18. And to the messenger or pastor of the church in Thyatira. This is the corrupt church. These things says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like a fine brass. 19. I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. My friends, works are good and should pour out of a believer but we can't put them ahead of Jesus and his word. 20. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. Folks, again, God is talking here about sexual immorality in the natural, but also in the spiritual sense leaving the work of Jesus and relying on works. 21, and I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. 22, indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. My friends, this is referring to false teaching about salvation by works. But again, God's call is for repentance. What a merciful God.
Verse 26, And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. Folks, God continues to call us to be an overcomer, not by our works, but this verse says it is God's works, Jesus and the cross. Those that disobey get the next verse. 27, He shall rule them with an iron rod. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessels. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful you show us in your word over and over and over that we must confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior. There's no other way to heaven. Father, you're showing us again and again and again in your word, but yet you know many will continue to reject you, Father. But Father, I thank you that the blinders are coming off many eyes of the world around us, our families and friends especially. Father, that we were bold to the very end to share your good news, Father, and the glorious light of the gospel shining through, Father, in the coming days and weeks that many will come to Jesus to receive his lordship in their life, including many in our government who are blinded by Satan right now. Father, I thank you for all those coming to Jesus very soon. We call it done in the precious name of Jesus, and we thank you for it. Amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.